Hello and welcome to Awaken, Heal and Transform. I am your host, Francesca Raffa, and I am so pleased that you are here. Take this as your sign from the universe that you are on your journey to awakening, healing and transforming, to live a soul-led life of purpose, passion and alignment, reconnecting you with your innate power within. Hello, beautiful souls. It's your host, me, Francesca Raffa. This week's episode is a little bit different because I was invited to talk on Bevan's The Wellbeing Whiz Omnicast podcast, and I felt like I really wanted to share it across my platform as well because it was such a great conversation around anxiety. So Bevan, he runs The Wellbeing Whiz, which he devotes now his life after suffering from anxiety, which we'll get into in a minute, but suffering in inverted commas from anxiety. And he now helps other people deal with anxiety and really allow people to understand what anxiety means. And this is where we dive into our topic of conversation around anxiety as an emotion and not a disorder. And anxiety is a feeling that comes up, like we feel many things, sadness, joy, happiness, anger. Anxiety is one of those emotions. Now, I very openly share in this episode at a, a time where anxiety was my predominant emotion, but I wasn't even aware that I was living my life under that predominant emotion. So that can happen too. And which is why we are kind of told in societal terms that anxiety is a disorder. Because it just means that we are not aware of the emotions that we're feeling and we allow emotions to control our lives. Um, And when we really understand anxiety as an emotion and manage when we feel anxious thoughts start to arise and capture it in its train of thought, just like any negative emotion, fear um, and anger, if we allow it to come up and capture it and feel into it, knowing that it is going to pass and not allowing ourselves to be taken over by the emotion. And this is why we talk about mindful practices, mindfulness practices, sorry, because mindfulness practices allow us to detach from our emotions so that we know our emotions don't define who we are and that they are passing, you know, energy in motion, emotion. And um, so we talk a lot around this and how I manage with anxiety even till to this day when it still comes up because of course it's going to come up it is an emotion it would be unhuman if these kind of feelings weren't happening so I share what I do in the moment when an anxious thought arises Um, And there's a lot of fun in this podcast episode as well. There's a lot of laughs, a lot of giggles, um, and a lot of joy, downright joy. And 
this is what made me smile so much during this podcast recording and Bevan's energy is just so bubbly funny humorous and light-hearted and and genuinely he cares deeply so I really hope that you enjoy this episode and you get something from it if so please let us know in the comments below it means so much that the work that I'm doing and sharing is benefiting a wider audience a wider community and it is all about the connection at the end of the day we are more similar than we may like to think. (laughs) So I'll be back with another episode very, very soon that one way or another will awaken, heal or transform you. Lots of love and enjoy the episode. I'm Bevan Thompson and welcome to the Wellbeing Wiz Omnicast. What is an Omnicast? Well, an Omnicast is a video podcast. It's also an audio podcast. It's also a blog on my website. It's many, many things. It's more than just a podcast, basically. And I'm the Wellbeing Wiz. I'm an anxiety coach who helps people manage their anxiety and start to live a better life. Now, what qualifies me for this, you're asking? Well, I used to suffer very badly from anxiety myself around maybe 10 years ago. Um, I had all the symptoms you could think of, the sort of sweaty palms, the dizzy head, the random thoughts, racing thoughts. It turned to depression. It was essentially a living nightmare. And I spent a long time with doctors going through things like hypnotherapy. I tried tablets. I tried a lot of the different solutions. And I found the only thing that helped me was, was starting to go back to the start, work out how my thoughts worked, work out how they were creating my emotions, how I was creating this anxiety. And what I did, I I created a framework and kind of cured myself. That led on to me thinking, hang on a minute, other people should benefit from this. And the Wellbeing Wiz was born. I set up as a coach, helping people manage their anxiety and helping them live a better life, as I say. The Omnicast every week is about sharing tips about this, interviewing other people about their anxiety, me talking about ways to understand anxiety and how to cure it. And essentially just a place where you can learn more about uh, anxiety itself and, and sort of sharing a lot of people's experience with it. Welcome to the Wellbeing Wiz Omnicast episode number 31 and today I have a fabulous guest for you guys. Um, I listened to a podcast with my friend Manuela who's been on the podcast before and it was actually on this lady's podcast. The lady is called Francesca Raffa. She's a she's an energy healer. She's all sorts of things. She'll tell you all about it in a minute but hi Francesca. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's cute. I, well, as soon as I heard you on the podcast I was like you know what we need to get her on this. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so tell the guys a little bit about what you do and, and what you're all about that'd be great yes thank you um so hi everybody i am a energy healer healing her practitioner and founder of spiral tea um and i host various events that allow us to get ourselves out of the mind and into our bodies and souls so some of the events that i host are sort of like healing herb um ceremony uh, healing herb tea ceremonies um conscious dance it's all about finding other ways to really get out of the mind um and energy healing as well kind of interlinks into those events and and bits and bobs so very holistic approach to living conscious living brilliant i love that and it's perfect for people who listen to this because they're obviously people that just tend to suffer from anxiety 
panic disorder, things like that. So it's great to get to get back into your body, to understand your body, to, you know, all those sort of things. I'm sure about talk about it a bit more, but I need to know about conscious dancing because I've been unconscious dancing for years. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm here for that. Cool. So my first question would be, what does the word anxiety mean to you as a person? Because obviously everyone's got their own mm. little description of it. Yeah. So anxiety to me is like a, is like a floating dark cloud that kind of <laughs> that kind of bubbles up and is also a reminder that we need to slow down oh, so that's absolutely. kind of how i like to see anxiety it's a it's a trigger point and if we listen to it in the right way we can respond in the right way i love that it's a really do you know what that's actually a very positive description of anxiety normally people come on and yeah the dark cloud thing started off but it was more the kind of, if we listen to it in the right way, there's a lot of positive things coming out from you about that. That's good. Mm. I like that. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah, because because anxiety is a natural thing to feel as humans. Um, but it's just the way that we look at it. So, you know, like anything, like fear, you know, fear's not bad. Fear and anxiety can be linked. And they're not bad emotions to experience. It's just we need to know how to deal with them so they don't spiral into the rest of it, really. Brilliant. I like the way you got spiral in there. It's sort of brand. <laughs> Talk about that more later. But yeah, you're right. I, you know what? And the core of what I teach people is that anxiety is just an emotion like all the rest. It's just mm. got a little bit too big for its boots. It's reacting at the wrong time. And also you're reacting to it in the wrong way. There's nothing wrong, like you say, with a bit of anxiety. You know, if my kids climb up a set of scaffolding, I'm going to go, whoa, 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 get anxious and get them down. I'm not going to mm. ignore it. It's a good place to have anxiety. You know, if a tiger turns up in your lounge, it's good to be scared. But if it's if things like the mortgage and gas bills and that are becoming the tiger, are becoming the scaffolding, that's when you've got a problem. And so you and I are talking from the same hymn sheet there, definitely. And but I like I like the way you've got that real positive spin on it that people can take from that. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um so tell me, I presume because you're such a chilled out Fonzie, you don't suffer badly from anxiety or <laughs> well, <laughs> am I wrong? Is there um, something that you can share with everyone when you, you felt particularly anxious or how it affects you in particularly? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's been a journey, you know, like with anything, it's been a journey, but the journey has really been around knowing myself. That's, allowed me to manage my anxiety or even be aware of what that is because I lived on anxiety and I didn't know that it was anxiety no. I didn't know what it was I thought it was normal you know I was running around I never gave any time for myself I never um I didn't even consider myself as I wouldn't say important, but it was just like I lived and did what I thought I had to do. Um, so I worked all hours, God sends, like, you know, my playtime was really loads of alcohol because I didn't know el how else to rest. I didn't know what resting looked like. And I thought that was the way I was, you know, that, that cliche thing of work hard, play hard kind uh, of yeah, thing. Party, yeah, um, party. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't realize that I was actually, what I was saying to you before was about the high functioning anxiety because I was functioning fine and I was doing about my life, you know, but my mind was never stopping. It was right. always go, 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 go. And that allowed me to, that gave me anxious thoughts because I was always thinking 500 miles ahead um, and never at, in the present moment. So I didn't even know I had anxiety until I started 
taking care of myself and listening to myself through mindful practices. And then I started realizing, oh, those feelings I was having was anxiety, but I never, I never boxed myself in having anxiety. It was just, I felt anxious or, you know, I, I never really like, I, I mean, in my belief, I just don't believe in boxing anything. Um, no, so, right. I, so I, I always yeah. tell people, you know, it, anxiety is an emotion. You can't suffer from an emotion. It's like, oh, I'm suffering from joy today. You mm. know, it's, I'm suffering from happiness. That'd be great. But it's more like you're not managing it correctly or not, like you say, not even know, knowing that it's your predominant mm. emotion or it's your overriding mm. emotion. That's, yeah. People, like you say, boxing it off is, is what society seems to have done with it and saying, you're suffering from anxiety. It's this monster. It's this thing. It's this syndrome. It's whatever. And mm. actually, learning to manage it is a lot easier than that. You yeah. know, bigging it up more than it needs to be by giving it a syndrome and giving it a name and giving it a this, that, and the other. That's it. Because when we've been, when we are defined as something that you know we've put into a box, and when we think we're defined by something, what we're actually doing is creating more of it because Absolutely. we are giving attention to it and focus that we have this or that's what we are, that's who I am. And, you know, we are actually really none of those things. They are all just passing and coming and going as they please when, when, when it comes up or whatever. Like you said, you can have joy, but we can also have sadness and that's okay. Like, yes, I am, I am joyous. You know, you can say I, I, I'm anxious a lot of the time, but you never go, oh, I'm, I'm just joyous every day and it's just getting me down. <laughs> <laughs> this constant happiness is driving me crazy. But it's true. It's like, and like you say, that letting, letting the emotion go is the problem. You can feel happy and then on a dime, you can you can change that and you know you can change it. In fact, the, the great fun I have with the clients is when we get to that part, it's creating emotion. It's like, mm -hmm. whatever you like, just create happiness. Remember something you really enjoyed, create that feeling inside, know what it feels like. And it's funny that they realize they can do that, but all of a sudden, oh, I've been doing the other. I've been creating anxiety. I've been creating unhappiness. I've been creating ah, And then the light bulb comes on and goes, oh my God, I'm responsible for it all. And then that's a different angle we have to go down. But yeah, it's, you know, mm. you, you can, you do create, you create your own existence. You create your own feelings every day by your thoughts. And you're right. It's, it's, it's a passive, it's a passing thing, not a, not an overlooming monster thing. Mm. <laughs> so what would you say is the hardest part of, being anxious or when you were anxious in your eyes and sort of is there a secret you've got that stopped it taking over um so I mean for the anxiety that I kind of experienced it was more of a burnout you know it got to the point where you know I just didn't see that way of living as being sustainable to constantly be turned on all the time to constantly be thinking a thousand miles ahead of my of my now and um, never really feeling fulfilled, you know, or satisfied. So these were the kind of feelings that were coming up for me. It, it was a form of burnout and it drove me to my own self-awareness and to understand um, myself really and the emotions that I feel and how I can then go about controlling them or trying to manage them. Um, so 
having said that i i started with with meditation when all of when everything just got a bit much for me when i just would feel overwhelmed um because i think overwhelms and anxiety are quite linked aren't they when things just feel too much but again we're creating that too much pressure on ourselves but i would feel overwhelmed a lot and i do sometimes still feel overwhelmed but like i said at the beginning when that what i think about anxiety is when anxiety does come up and when i start to feel this you know, it's almost like, uh, okay, things are piling on. Uh, it's a reminder to be like, okay, I now need to go and take a moment to be. And so I will, I'll just go and take a pause and just sit, sit with nothing on, just on my own, maybe with a cup of tea, um, just with some music, no matter how busy my diary is, because even if you take just five, 10 minutes to be, then you are putting yourself back into the perspective of what really is important. And the main priority is you. That's amazing. That's a great piece of advice. That I love that. <laughs> no matter what it says in your diary, and because you made that lovely comparison, you're always chasing ahead. It's almost like you've got that fishing rod with the dream on the end, and it's mm. in front of you. You're always chasing it and chasing it. You're never going to catch it because you're always the next dream and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You're never really happy. And mm. it's that taking that moment just to be and just be who you are and appreciate what you've got and have that mm. in the moment. And it's so hard for people I know who are feeling terrible to just, you know, people say, oh, stop meditating. And I always used to laugh, like clear your mind. <laughs> like mm. <laughs> it wasn't possible because my mind was so busy, but it's that just focus on one thing. Just like you say, a cup of tea or something nice, like just have that moment. I love that. That's really cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I know. I completely get what you're saying because it is easier said than done in the moment. Because, for example, the times when I didn't even realize that I was I was anxious and people would say to me, oh, you know, you just you just need to be more and stop doing. And I would be like, oh, ha, huh, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, <laughs> that sounds easy. Like and, you know, I actually did. It's funny. We're talking about this now because I did just do a post about this on my Instagram because I, you know, I would get that all the time. People would just say, you know, you just need to be or you just and people throw it out there, don't they? But you never know what that really means until you start experiencing it. And that's why I said you have to prioritize you, because when we're when we're feeling anxiety and when we're thinking about all these things usually the last person we're thinking about is ourselves mm, absolutely it's all about everything else that's going on and how yeah. it's, all the scary things don't tend to be coming they're all external kind of possibilities and the what mm. ifs of my favorite phrase but it's that kind of things you're thinking of it's mm. never about like you say how you are what you're doing what you're it's always like what if this happens and then this and then this and then this and yeah you, you like you say 500 miles ahead all the time and never being there and you're right everyone's saying yeah just be it'd be nice to have a more detailed district instruction of what just being is yeah it sounded like an esoteric kind of hippie concept that little old me would never be able to achieve because george harrison be i i would never be he's far too cool do you know mm. people like that you know <laughs> i don't know anyone else like gandhi would be i i wouldn't be yes i mean also you know? Also, I think, you know, we are very conditioned to believe that doing equals results and being equals lazy. Yes. So there's that that kind of has to switch there. Um, but again, that goes back to sort of your own self-love and your own self-worth that you are worthy to allow yourself to rest because rest is extremely important. Sometimes another one of my favorite sayings is you've got to slow down to speed up. Oh, 
I mean, on the T-shirt. So many things people have said on this podcast, I go, that'll be good on a T-shirt. <laughs> but it is, it's true. And if you don't, like you say, you can't, the, the big joke, the big thing, my friend Phil, I always say my friend Phil on this podcast as well, he famously said to me, famously because it's on here every time, but they just say about on a plane, they tell you to put your mask on first before you can help other. You know, you've got to care for yourself to achieve anything. And if you're not, you're just going, you're just running up a hill and tiring yourself out. And there's those, but yeah, it, it's people like yourself who can help people learn how to slow down, help people learn how to just be. The very simple tips, very simple everyday stuff you can do that if they don't find people like you, then we don't know how it works. We think it's way beyond us and way, you know, far too mystical for us to understand. And, you know, mm. and it's not. It's just that people who exist and, and be seem mystical because they're very calm and very chilled. Yeah. That, no, absolutely. And I, I think a big part of my journey for learning how to just be, you know, just be was actually um, attending events or things or going to places, for me, that felt like an activity. So I was going there, but even though it was to just be. So, you know, if you attend a meditation circle, if you don't necessarily know how to, or have that sort of belief in yourself to be able to do it on your own, do it in groups first. Be Allow yourself to be held by others. And then slowly you build up the trust to, be, to allow yourself to hold yourself. And you can take those practices home. So I think that would be my pinpoint of advice there is. Love that, mm. I like the fact, you kind of sneakily tricking your brain. Ah, oh, you're doing, but you're actually being. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it fulfills that kind of well. At least I'm doing something about it. Well, yeah. That, oh, I like that. Yeah, I like I like any little trick that can get around your brain a lot. I love I love brain tricks. They're one of my favourites. Um, okay, so with that in mind, this sort of huge change you've undertaken. Are there two people in out there that you'd like to say thank you to, or, or give a little bit of a shout out to that have helped you either career wise or personal? development wise that's got to you to where you are hmm. Hmm. so I would have to say my brother just because um not he'll beat you up <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> but I think he's he's very much helped me without maybe knowing how much he has helped me. Like I've always seen him as such a big inspiration. I've always been fascinated at the work that he does. So he's a medium, he's a psychic, he's also a healer. And he's always, you know, oh, he always- He definitely wouldn't be a bully and big brother then, crikey. Yeah, no, like, definitely not. They're definitely not. But wrong then, I've always watched his journey and it's inspired me, but I never thought I sort of, I never believed in myself to be that. And so he kind of inspired me behind the scenes where I never really said that he did, but he has. Crikey, um, you can't let him know you inspire you. Not even, I've got a brother, there's no way I'd let him know that. <laughs> Um, but if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't know about these events that I used to go to, which are called the Mind, Body and Soul events. Um, so they're held in Olympia and I think it's Alexandra Palace. And it was at one of those events where I actually had a psychic reading from one of these ladies. Um, and she told me about tea ceremonies in London. Um, and so this is another lady I would like to shout out to is Lyra from With Tea Lovers, because I attended one of her tea ceremony events. And that's the first time, and I will, I was meditating before this, but I was trying, you know, I was trying to meditate every day after work. I was doing my 10 minutes. I was really sitting there and I was allowing myself the 10 minutes. And that was already a big step. But that was the first time when I attended one of her tea ceremonies was when I really experienced what completely letting go and being really was. Whereas all I could think of was then, that moment, 
that tea and my mind began to sort of I just felt at one with everything so yeah those those two people would be and I love this concept of meditating with tea it's just so very cool like you would have thought that having a cup of tea could be such a such mm-hmm. a life-changing experience and we yeah. just see it as like let's have a brew I mean even my my actual like booking a free half an hour with me is called have a brew with Bevan right and so I'm just I'm actually bringing a tea ceremony to them without really realizing I'm there's a tea ceremony what I do yeah this is it and which is why I started spiral tea actually because it's all about connection because naturally we like to connect over a cup of tea tea is a heart opener there's so many herbs like healing herbs that we use that actually allow us for me herbs have changed my entire life they have unlocked so much to me um that has happened so subtly you know and it's only it's only recently where I've been like actually if it wasn't for my journey with the herbs maybe none of this would have none of this would have unlocked because it happens on such a a level that you just it's it's, it's inexplainable it's only felt wow I need to go to one of these tea ceremonies I think (laughs) I think I really need to give them one of a go I think I'd love it Mm. (laughs) okay Um, we've talked about people how about I'm a massive reader um is there a particular book that you'd request, sort of uh, request, and that's the wrong word, that you'd um, suggest to our listeners and watchers that they should read to yeah. get on the I mean, chill out vibe like you are? Well, I mean, we've probably, I mean, a lot of people have probably heard of this book, but it again was one of the ones that really stood out for me is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Like, it's a I mean, here, a lot that of- would definitely be yours <laughs> because yeah I mean it teaches you and there's practical tips in there as well on how we how we need to focus on the now mm-hmm. um which helps again with anxiety and I would say what 75% of people who come on the podcast say it's it's one of the no way yeah yeah and it do you know what yeah. what keeps coming up is the way you can just open it every day and almost use it like an oracle and kind of go wow. oh that's today's lesson for me you know I've opened it the right page today for some reason bosh mm-hmm. and there it is and it, it's just this, I, I read it what every few months just because it just feels it's such a lovely book it's just so nice and so life-affirming and so there's everything about it so brilliant that I think everyone should read it frequently the mind blooming just once like it, it's great but yeah, yeah that's 100 percent behind you on that one and you know, people <laughs> usually pop it up from and go here this book we haven't got do you know, every time, I don't know, if people are watching a video, I, when I first spoke to you, I thought they were all books behind you. I thought you were some sort of massive yeah. library in your house, but it's all tea. So there you go. Okay. All righty. And so, again, routine's good. People, people with anxiety, if you get into a good routine, exercising, yeah. whatever it be, is really good for guys like that. Is there anything you do every day that you could you could pass on as your super tip? Yeah, so I do, mornings is my time. Um, so I would... I would say find a time that really works for you where you feel the most calm. So some some people it might be evenings. I like mornings. Um, so meditation is my absolute every single morning routine. So I'll wake up, I'll make my cup of tea and I will sit in my corner and I'll put on just some uh, maybe flute, like light flute music. And I will sit for, I give myself half an hour to an hour now I know this might be long for everyone but that's because I wake up really early to just make sure I do it um half an hour to an hour every morning of just sitting in stillness with my tea meditating and then journaling journaling is I start my day. I'm so glad you said that I love a bit of journaling me mm. it's every day every day it just, it's so good for you to get out those thoughts onto paper thoughts can 
can really mess with your head if you leave them in there. Gets to get them out of paper. And also, it's just so therapeutic. So good looking back on old mm. journals, how much you've changed, grown. It's just a great practice. And I think everyone should get into it. But meditating with tea for an hour, I have to give that a go. I have to give my coffee habit a kick and get on the tea. Maybe not an hour, but you could do half an hour. But... <laughs> you're, not, you're not one of these five o'clock people, are you? uh yeah <laughs> we've had a few people a few people on the podcast a few guests before who have been like yeah i read the fight is it five o'clock club the book yeah the 5 a.m club. That. And soon, as soon as you said um i get up early i thought i bet you're one of these five o'clock people i'm the six o'clock club i'm a little bit later yeah, it, i mean it varies five or six but in between that sort of time five, six five's still just I'm, it's still slightly away from me I'm, I'm, I'm working towards it but i'd have to go to bed at like eight o'clock Okay, okay. We'll move on to the more fun bit now. I like I like to go from quite serious stuff to quite fun stuff because I think you can find out a lot about someone from these questions coming up. Um, so the next question is, what's your favourite word and what's your least favourite word? So this one for me, so it was so easy for me to think of my favourite word because I've always loved this word and I really don't know why. So it's incognito. Cool. I think I just love the way it kind of like rolls on the top, like incog, I don't know, incognito. I just it's love quite, it. It's like onomatopoeia. That's why I like that. It just feels lovely coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Doesn't it? Incognito. <laughs> it's quite sort of, what's the word? Like exotic as well, isn't it? Yes. He did it incognito. You could have said in disguise, <laughs> but no, no, no. He was incognito. incognito. So it's like James Bond level of a disguise. It's like, so incognito is incognito. <laughs> yeah, it's, in itself, it's, it's disguised and quite genius. Oh, that's brilliant. And, and what's your least favourite word? I'm wondering if it's going to be one. We've had a few, a few repeats on this one. But... Honestly, this one I found a little bit tougher. Um, and then I thought of the word sinister, not only just because of its meaning, but also it feels quite harsh to say, like, sinister. Oh, yeah. Um, you know? twisted horrible kind of yeah I mean I know that's the meaning of it but equally it kind of the way you say it also very much reminds me of that yeah words like that you can't say in a happy way can you oh that was sinister <laughs> it just doesn't come out <laughs> the right way yeah you're right crikey that's quite weird though because incognito is like undercover but sinister's not <laughs> you could be incognito being sinister couldn't you really yeah, yeah you could. <laughs> that's weird the polar opposites could work together to provide a real sort of... Uh, well, well, we, we live know, in a polar world, don't we? So moist <laughs> one without people the other. People are not keen on the word moist. We've had that quite a few times. But... Uh, I mean, I don't really get that. I'm not, I don't get that. Moist is fine. It's the way you say it, you can say it in such a way that it, it starts to feel a bit... Whereas, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's like anything. If you repeat it over and over... <laughs> stops meaning a thing. Like incognito. If we say it enough times now, it wouldn't mean nothing. No. Just words, just words. Yeah. Like when I'm talking about books, I always bring up Sarah Knight's book, um, The Magic of Not Giving an F. Mm, yeah. By the third page, that F word means nothing anymore. It doesn't have any impact whatsoever. You've read it 300 times. It's just like, yeah, there it is again. <laughs> it's just a word. But yeah, that, that gets mentioned a lot in the, in the book thing because I'm obsessed with it. Uh, okay, now then, I stole this one because I, I love this. I don't listen to Radio 1 because I'm old. But I, the one time I did catch it, they did this um, thing on Greg James' show about unpopular opinions. Um, yeah. Things you believe or things you have an opinion on that no one would agree with. For example, um, I think Brian Adams' music should be deleted from the world. Can't stand it. Don't know why. It just drives me crazy. Singing in Disney films drives me up the wall. <laughs> and I thought The Life of Pi was a terrible film. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't even seen that. I don't know. Don't bother. It's, don't bother it's awful. <laughs> I came out of the cinema and I was like, that was pants. Everyone else was like, 
what an incredible piece of cinema. <laughs> I was like, oh God, <laughs> I'm on my own here. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. So what's, what's your unpopular opinion that other people would disagree with? No, I find small talk really hard, but I don't know if that's super unpopular. Um, I think a lot of people find that quite difficult, but I, yeah, I, you know, like when you meet your neighbours and it's like, hey, and it's the just like, the nice day. yeah, like this just awkward and then you just, you don't, you don't know when to stop and yeah, so I, I like British to kind of like Britishness. Yeah, well, you know what? I did want to say that, but then I thought that might be Yeah, you know what? The yeah, the, the awkward Britishness then. That's what that's what we're gonna say. It's, it's brilliant, isn't it? That kind of like, oh, we we don't say anything <laughs> we really mean. There's a great um is it a Facebook group? Very is it very British problems? And there's some yes, kind of, yeah. you go, God, I do that. I really yeah. do. You could be stuck at the most awful dinner party, having the most awful conversation, but you're hating it. And you just sit there and go, mm -hmm, that, yes, wonderful, great. And you just want to die inside. And it's like, yeah. we're so very British. Yeah, that, 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 that stuff. So yeah, small talk <laughs> falls into that. It's a real British skill. That's, uh, that's the other thing, like I'm underestimating it. Oh dear, I'm a little bit upset. I, I'm absolutely devastated. We never fully give our true emotions any kind Oh, of yes, so true. That just, oh, yeah, pet, pet hate. <laughs> no one's ever telling the truth. They're like, oh, that, that's, that's irked me a little bit. I, I am fuming. On the fence, on the fence, that oh, thing. What? That's it. Hence the unpopular opinions as well. Like, why won't I give yeah. a popular opinion? Boris Johnson. <laughs> but it's not all his fault. It's not his fault. <laughs> Crikey. I tell you what, I've got a can of worms down here. Do you want to open that? <laughs> yeah, oh, we're going down a hole now. <laughs> Crikey, that poor man. I mean, I, I, I disagree with almost everything he does but it must be difficult being him mustn't it crikey yeah yeah that's what i'm saying it's not his fault <laughs> i mean i've got no hair i'd love to have hair again but i'm not sure i'd like that hair. <laughs> even i would draw a line at that iconic it's very iconic is it do you think it's all part of kind of like a a kind of package of getting himself noticed like is it part of this affectation almost i've always thought like the funny hair yeah. the voice the shabby clothes the kind of <laughs> is it all when, he, when he's like at home, because you're like, crikey, that was a busy day, and completely back to normal, and all this kind of is all just. I would, I would love to know. The funniest thing I actually saw Boris on a Boris bike once, and that was for me. Surprised um, the whole world didn't just like cave in on itself in this sort of meta <laughs> sort of tunnel. And of he death. was loving it. He was loving oh, it. I bet he was. I invented this. No, he didn't, Boris. It's a bloody bicycle. It's been around for <laughs> Oh, 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 look at me. Honestly, when you come floating down with the two flags on that, that was the pinnacle oh. of like, was it the Olympics, I think, or something, like announcing something. He came down on a zip wire, <laughs> two flags in his hand, and it was like, you will never recover from this image. This image will be following you for the rest of your life, sunshine. But yes, he, he's an unpopular opinion himself, isn't he? He's like pretty much the world's most unpopular opinion. Right, I'm obsessed with time travel, literally obsessed. Any film I can get hold of with time travel in it, any concept of time travel I can look into, I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with it. Particularly because I think I can teach people to change their past by changing the way they mm -hmm. think about it. Now, yes. if I lent you my time machine for 10 minutes, what one piece of advice would you give to, and I say the 20 year old self, but you're maybe not even 20 yet, your younger self, what, what piece of advice would you give yourself if you got the chance? I would say to not get caught up in the expect expectations that other people have of you um, and instead 
dive deeper into the hobbies or the things that bring you joy, forms of self-expression before, yeah, giving into what's expected of you. That that was my downfall. Right. Okay. So like, yeah, so you followed the kind of the more career, the more what people expected you to achieve, achievements and all that sort of stuff, when actually the real, yeah, the real joy, the real happiness in life isn't found from that. Like yeah. I said, that fishing rod, you were chasing it all the time and you were never going to catch it, when actually all the true joy is, is elsewhere, in tea. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm just going backwards to my childhood love and what I used to love. But isn't that what it's all about? I mean, at the end of the day, like... I had my own corporate business, all this sort of stuff, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? I love doing what I'm doing now more than anything. And I wish I'd just decided to do this from day one and not what people expected of me. It would have been so much more fulfilling in life. And yeah. it's not all about being successful in one way. It's, the success can have different forms. And you're right, totally. Okay, the next one. I like this one because I get to do this funny little win. If there was one question, okay, is, is there one question you would have liked me to ask you that I haven't asked you yet? Um, I mean, this is quite in relation to sort of energy, but yeah, um, so the one question I would have liked you to ask is which chakra is in balance when we experience feelings of anxiety? Oh, crikey. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Jessica, I've just had a really good, interesting thought. A question, if I may. Mm. Which chakra would you say? from your experience, is it balanced when we witness anxiety or feel anxiety? Please, pray tell. <laughs> so the um, the root chakra is in balance when we're feeling senses of, of anxiety. Our root chakra is our center of stability and our foundation. So when we feel any type of fear, anxiety, it's an imbalance within that area. Our root chakra is the base of our spine. Okay, I'm um, just gonna ask where that one is. Yeah, <laughs> it's at the base of our spine. And what's great to sort of balance an easy way to rebalance this chakra without sort of any type of energy healing is actually visualizing the color red into that spot at the base of your spine, surrounding yourself by the color red, wearing red, um, or using red underpants on. That'll be the base. Yeah, of the red underpants. Perfect. Exactly. Actually, that was one of my business ventures a few years ago. Chakra years balancing ago. pants. Chakra pants and intention pants because no one knows you've got them on but you. So you can remind yourself of your pants. You know how there's the lucky pants? Well, yeah. your intention pants. Chakra <laughs> pants. Chakra pants sounds like a rapper. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's also um, uh, like crystals that you could um, hold on to and remind you like hematite and garnet, red crystals for balancing the root chakra. So that's, um, yeah. I quite like this idea of this, this pair of chakra pants with a crystal in the back. Kind of crystal powered chakra pants. With, with chakras on, like, oh. you know, yeah. This is, this is, this is when we met, we were, we were going to bring this to market. This would be awesome. Crystal yeah, embedded chakra um, pants. We're, we're going to copyright this, right? We're, we're patenting it oh, right now. We mail it to ourselves, we're done, we're good. Okay, so the next question is, because the, the, the following question is the guest question. However, this guest question was so good so okay. very, very good that it stayed in the podcast because I love it because I think it says a lot about a person this is the Christy Mims memorial question what is the best 80s movie and why <laughs> so again I actually I actually struggled with this um but I'll have to say it's the breakfast club because I really resonated with that movie 
I love how, you know, these people came together, thought, you know, just out of thought that they wouldn't get on because they're from different groups. And then when they started opening themselves up to each other, having non-small talk, but proper conversation. <laughs> it ties in beautifully to all your answers. They realized that, you know, we are actually all connected and we do experience some of the same things. Most of us do. and We just don't talk about those enough, like anxiety, for example, and all of those things. And then that creates this looming an umbrella over all of them. But actually, we're all in the same boat. We all feel the same things. I, I tell you what, I love the Breakfast Club. And it's also got that the soundtrack, the look of everyone in it, the clothes are just epic. Some of the hairstyles are just wicked. And like you say, when, when people answer this question, there's, there's one or two ways they approach it. We had David on, my friend, who's like a massive film buff, and he's like, oh, the angles of this and that. Oh, okay. And some people are like, you know, you, you came from it when they, they all realise they're in the same boat, they all open up in the flues. Then some people go at it with the old, look at the trousers on that geezer, that's why it's the most 80s thing ever. It's brilliant, because I think it says a lot about a person's personal view. And it, it was mm. funny, Christy Chris, just, just, just asked it because it was fun, but actually... We got a proper chat about it. We're like, you know what? This is gonna. This is a good psychological kind of evaluation, almost. But I like the way yours tied into all your other answers as well. So. Yeah, but you're right, actually, the way we see things is how we per perceive our reality. And I'm very deep in the way I look at things. So there's always a meaning or, yeah. So actually, Whereas yeah. I was all about uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just need a holiday. There's the, there's the link. Perhaps I need a break. But there we go. Okay, so as you know, our next question was set by the last guest, a lady called Charlotte Jones, who's a therapist from around here in Manchester. She said, do you openly talk about your own anxiety or mental health or is it a secret? Real deep one. Usually we've had like, what would you eat for a million quid? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um... I feel like I've opened up about it today on this podcast. So I would Absolutely. probably say that I do. Really have. It's not been a secret today. No, it's definitely not been a secret today. Um, but I would, I probably in the past, I, when I didn't really know what it was, I would have hidden that because, you know, sometimes we think those type of feelings are a sign of weakness. Um, and, you know, we have to put on this strong front or, you know, everything's fine. Um, so probably in the past, which, yeah, probably in the past, I would have hidden that because I didn't actually know what it was. So I didn't know how to explain to someone how I was feeling. I wasn't really sure. Um, but now that I've done a lot of inner work and built the self-awareness of myself, I'm very open with how I feel. And I do, I do share when I'm feeling anxious, but ultimately, firstly, before I share about being anxious, I sort myself out and then I can talk about it. That's you know, I, I, I take the time to to sort sort my fig, you know, again, prioritizing myself and then I might share. But if people are talking about it and their experiences, I'm 100 percent there and, and sharing mine as well, because that's the way we connect. Absolutely. And it's becoming more and more of an open discussion now. It used to be. Yeah. I think it's being understood better. I think when I was really, really. And I hate to say suffering from anxiety because I tell people they're not. When I wasn't mm -hmm. managing my anxiety properly, it was it was weird. I didn't know what was going on with me. And I, there was no one to talk about it with. And it wasn't such a big, and it was like 15 years ago, maybe now. And it wasn't such a big discussion back then. And, and that sounds ridiculous. Like still the 2000s, you know, it wasn't like the seventies or anything, but yeah. it was still like quite an obsession, especially for men. I find men don't talk about it at all. At That's all. Because it's like this whole stupid, it's a sign of weakness business. It's not. Everyone mm -hmm. has anxious thoughts because of the way we're made up and the way we're built. And 
actually, if anything, you know, it's coming from very much that caveman, Neanderthal kind of vibe, don't get eaten by a tiger kind of space. And it's just fear. And it's just that kind of thing that's building up. And no one's talking about it. But now we are, thank God, and it's getting better. So that's good. And what would you like to ask my, my guest on episode 32 next time? Amazing. So um, what I would like to ask is, what did you used to daydream about as a child? Oh, that's lovely. Hey, that, that, that might sneak in as another memorial question. That's brilliant. What did I used to daydream about? What did you used to daydream about as a child? I used to daydream about, I mean, this is, I actually saw the world. I'm analyzing you now, by the way. You can, you can no, tell. that's fine. But I used to daydream about the world as like this beautiful green meadow. The sky was always blue. I was just happy, like floating. That's what I used to daydream about. That's what I, like when you were a child and you think of like your ideal life, that was it for me, just like living in nature, just looking at the sky and it was always summer. It was just like wow. perfect. That's kind of cool, yeah. isn't it? That's nice. I think I used to daydream about opening a batting for England at Lords, but that's because <laughs> I was just a cricket obsessive. So it was like, as a, as a kid, I think that would have been my dream thing. And I also used to dream about, a daydream about playing festivals, like because I play guitar and I've actually done that now. So I've played open air festivals and all that big crowds and that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've fulfilled one of my daydreams. So that's good. But, but yeah. yeah, the opening batting for England at Lords hasn't quite come off, but you know, <laughs> one day still, I don't know, who knows? <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, that's a great question. I love that. Cause that's going to open up. And I always say to people, you, your mind can go one of two ways. You can be creative or you can be anxious. And it's going to open that nice little creative box for people when I ask that question. So mm -hmm. people, people are listening, you know, what did you used to think about? Just be in that moment for a minute. That would be nice, actually. Go back to your little childhood thoughts. and yes, Yeah, what does your inner child need from you now? You know, all these kind of oh, inner child so questions. But It's been awesome chatting to you because it's given people a different perspective on, on how to be and how to like, because if you are being in the now and just being mm. and you've got techniques to do that, you can avoid anxiety quite easily because anxiety is always about worrying what's to come. And being here and be here now, to quote Oasis, being here now is very much like the, the key to it all. So how do they, how do people listening and watching find out about more about you and what, you, what you're up to? Yes. Um, so I've got lots of exciting things coming up. So you can follow me on Instagram, which is at the underscore spiral underscore collective. Um, so that's for all my events, energy healing. Um, or if you are a tea lover, then please follow me on at spiral underscore tea. Um, they kind of correlate with each other. It's think, like spiral um, collective the umbrella brand. I believe tea lover is going to make an album with chakra pants. <laughs> yeah coming soon the chakra and chakra pats live <laughs> it's gonna be cool sorry yeah. i put you off then it just came to me like all like that instagram is probably the best way to connect with me but i'm sure you'll put my handles in I there will yeah i was about to say i'll put it on there and uh, yeah you're definitely worth a follow on there because some lovely stuff and really sort of uplifting kind of nice nice is such a wet word bevan nice was the only way to come up but i really kind of inspiring stuff on there yeah that's a better word nice I used to get told off by my English teacher Mrs Roberts for using the word nice so when I catch <laughs> myself doing it I tell myself off thank you yeah no, thank you. great to have you thank you so much and uh, like everyone check check out your work and uh, yeah give me a shout if uh, this, I do a thing called a brew with Bevan we've been obsessed with tea today but yeah you can get a free half an hour chat with me about anxiety and all things to do with that and uh, let's see if we can put you on the right track but yeah see you next week see you Francesca thank you, thank you. bye
Step up to the plate.